big value for young drivers. Sign up today and you'll get 30 euro in rewards. Plus, up to 20% off with our sign-up discount. Get a great quote and search Super Value Insurance now. This car insurance is underwritten by AXA Insurance DAC. Super Value Financial Services DAC trading as Super Value Insurance is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Something. Put that cookie down! Hello and welcome to the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. I'm Shane. I'm Josh. I'm Chanster. We're filmmakers, we're fans, and we aren't family friendly this week. Ooh, Ooh nice. something. I, I almost forgot that, but that I literally that made that up good. as I was doing it. Don't don't ruin the magic no, of the show. The magic of the show is how cleverly I made that up on the spot. Spot. <laughs> improv lessons are finally paying off. There we go. Uh, I remember those improv lessons. I went they and were... saw your final performance. Oh, you did too. It was good fun. It was good yeah. fun. Anyway, oh. we're talking about uh, grown-up animation or adult animation. For, I feel like animation for adults makes it sound like we're talking about hentai porn. And Wait, we're animation, not? guys. <laughs> oh, um, no, my top five is animation. very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about grown-up animation this week. Yep. And for the first time, we can finally, for in a while, we can finally do a what have you <laughs> yeah, been watching? <laughs> so we're going to start by asking what have you been watching. And Chancellor, what have you been watching? Yeah, oh, geez, honestly, my brain has been so fried. He's got a monkey all brain. Halloween movies. Yep. Um, I do remember that we started watching the Netflix series Maniac. Have you guys Is started? It I haven't started yet. No, no, I haven't. I've only watched two episodes, and I'm very iffy with Carrie Fukunaga. Yeah, Carrie Fukunaga. Yeah, it's 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 got a very interesting style. It's like the style of like prod design, very aliens. Okay. It's like they've created this future technology in the seventies, which I'm I'm loving that. The story is very weird. Mm-hmm. You don't really know what's real and what's not until the second episode. And even then you're like, wait, what? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm very interested to see what it's go- where it's going. I'm sticking with it for sure. Yeah. But I, I can't make a judgment call on it yet. Fair enough. It, yeah. the, the style of it is very I feel like cool. it's a compl- one you have to watch all of it and get the complete picture. Absolutely. Before you that, that's what I'm thinking it. as well. Um, Because my wife was really angry at me for all the <laughs> Halloween I subjected her to. Uh, we refreshed ourselves by watching Easy A, which Ooh, I yeah, think yeah, I maybe. haven't seen in about two years. It's maybe been a while one since year. I've seen it. Um, watch it again, man. It is always it good. Stanley up. Tucci's the best dad in that oh, movie. Stanley, like, I, I want to be Stanley You're adopted? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh-huh. Even the scene when they're just trying to figure out whether they want to watch the bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> That's just, oh, <laughs> man. Bu- yeah, mm. like, all of the dialogue in that movie is great. It's like, Will Glark is one of my favorite comedy directors. We're ignoring every movie he made after Friends with Benefits, of course. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Annie, uh, have, have we ever either of you watched not Peter, Rabbit? Peter Rabbit? No, yeah. but he's already doing Peter rabbit too oh so. god what are you doing oh, all i don't know i don't know but i love mm. fight up easy a and friends with benefits oh, fight up. I think yeah. one. one of the great comedic trilogies i think anyway yeah no definitely yeah. um easy a still holds up uh it's very fun um it, it it's still hard to like not get angry at what's her face amanda Bynes' character oh, yeah. <laughs> she's just such an easy character to hate mm-hmm. uh but you know Good stuff. And then uh, last night I watched uh, a bit of Big Mouth. Have you guys watched Big I Mouth yet? I've seen the pilot the, of it. I finished the uh, so I, I needed to be in, I wasn't ready for that and I needed to be in the right headspace for that. Yeah. I do want to get 
into it later because a couple of friends have recommended it based on certain plots that are coming well, out. And I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah I, I was cooking dinner and I walked in on my wife watching it and I was just <laughs> like, oh, golly. Uh, I look at her in a different light now. <laughs> what made um, her want to watch that? No idea what made it because she was just watching a season two episode. She, I knew she had watched season one without me. Oh wow! Uh, this was like yeah. in the middle of season two, and I was like, "My God, woman, what have you become?" Yeah, it's actually pretty <laughs> well made show, like an intruder writing. It's, well, yeah, it's when I was crass. watching, I was like, "These are really kind of poignant stories they do told in really... such an immature way." Yeah, it's, it is. Yeah, yeah honestly, it's very interesting. That's the appeal of it, actually. Yeah, like, I actually has proper like fought behind it. It's just like, oh my God, the execution is just like, oh, it's symmetry. I, I do want to go back and watch the whole mm. series based on the one episode I watched. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, I've probably watched other things, but honestly, fucking Halloween, man. Josh, what have you been watching? Well, speaking of Stanley Tucci, I rewatched The Devil Wears Prada. Oh, yeah. Two nights ago. Great. I fucking love this movie. It's so fun. It's good. It's good. Although it's one of those things where you're like, uh, Andy had the opportunity to learn how to be this amazing person. And then she goes and she spends the rest of her life with Adrian Grenier. Yeah, with her terrible boyfriend and friends. Yeah. Who don't support her. They're the real villains. They are the real villains. Because she She, gives them so much. She gives them gifts and then they're like, fuck you for being successful at your job. Yeah. 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 And it's like, I'm sorry, if you're a chef, Adrian Grenier, why do you make a terrible fucking like sandwich on like the grill because yeah. it looks burnt as shit and I'm sorry. Get <laughs> yeah. the fuck out. Yeah. I, I read this really great teardown of that movie because it's what it's called a Pygmalion movie. It's like the transformation mm-hmm. into, you know, it's the, you know, the, the, the frumpy woman gets turned into the beautiful woman yeah, and sure. can do things. Yeah. And there was like a really brilliant takedown of that movie in this, this sort of memoir yeah. that I was reading. But anyway, but like it's my most enjoyable male street performance. Like I'm not really a fan of hers. Emily like, Blunt. What? <laughs> Sorry, I was not paying attention. Excuse me? Did, 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 did I just hear you say you were not a fan of Meryl Streep? No, she's fine. <laughs> she's fine. <laughs> Most Academy Award nominated yeah, sure. actor. Yeah, sure. Anyway, fine. but yeah, Emily Blunt and Halfway. I really enjoyed the movie. Uh, what I also watched was A Simple Favor, which I believe you Love also A Simple Favor. I watched this on so as well. Uh, it takes a very trashy story and makes a really good fun of it. It just it just revels in itself in a way yeah. that I miss movies yeah, doing. It was really, it has like that cool opening credit sequence. I'm like, oh, this is going somewhere. Yeah. Like, Poor yeah. Fig. This, oh, uh, Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick, like Henry Golding. Just, oh, it's yeah. Very sexy. Yeah. Movie it's, well. it's, it's good. Just, I wish it was shot a little better. It's very yes. overs it, and two shots. But it felt kind of clinical in that way. Like it was like, oh, I guess but then occasionally shirts. it wasn't. And I just mm. I, like, I wanted just a, a clearer aesthetic to it. Mm. I, I didn't hate it. And I certainly, but like that no. was sort of a big thing where I'm watching. I'm like, because the movie's about like, you know, you've got Blake Lively's character who's fashionable and oh, sharp. Yeah. And, witty, and I just wish there was a lot more panache to the visuals to match the panache of the story sure. and the and color the palette design. and the yeah. costumes yep. and everything in that movie was really cool. And the, the, the camera work and the cutting wasn't quite up to scratch yeah, sure. with the rest of it. I feel like that's sort of like Paul Fig doesn't have yeah, that Paul extra Yeah, Paul Fig is not a very big like, stylist. Um, but even all the supporting characters too, all the other parents. Like, yeah. Andrew, Reynolds, Andrew Reynolds. Reynolds. He like, needs to be the lead in his own movie. He's yeah. so good. He's, He's so really good. good. So that was a really fun, just like fun experience. Um, Jesus, I have my letterbox up here as well. There's another another movie as well. Uh, Halloween. <laughs> oh yeah, um, eighth grade. So uh, I watched yeah. that. Oh, Thank cool. you for going out to me. Um, yeah, Barry Women really like directs the hell out of this. Like, I yeah. think like I I agree with you in terms of like the slice of life. Even though I enjoy those movies more than you do, I felt like mm, this is like yeah. 
But I just wanted stuff to happen. I, I desperately I, I wanted, wanted stuff, stuff to happen, happen, but I believe the performances he got out of yeah. Elsie Fisher and even the dad, like that scene the dad around the yeah, campfire, that, that really hit home. Um, it felt r- real in a sense. And like, yeah, I think from a person who's not really in the film industry, he was a comedian and like improv, like in the yeah. YouTube world, he came into that really on his own. Like that was- Although really- he did land on the blacklist for a script called Gay Chicken Fat, uh, Gay, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, Fat Chicken Gay Kid of- <laughs> It's like it's it's like the adventures of gay gay boy and fat chick or something like oh, that. And oh, it's, like okay. a, it's kind of like super. You were saying chick and because yeah. I gay thought you were saying chick gay chicken gay. is in the game where like oh. one person is clearly gay and trying to seduce the other person. The other one's like, <laughs> I'm not gay. I'm writing that movie. Oh, <laughs> no, anyway, um, it's just okay. guys making out. I'm I, I'm excited for where he goes next. Whether that's another stand up special because I know he's quick comedy at the moment. So yeah. like, um, oh yeah, yeah, because but. I feel like it was very strong and I love Bo Bittman. I think he's a really great talent. So what have you been watching, Shane? I've been I watching finished. quite a lot in between Halloween. Probably same. I needed How refreshers. Did you do it? Be- a lot of TV I needed shows refreshers as well. between it because I started Halloween like three week with three weeks to go, so I was able to watch them a little bit more intermittently. Um, yep. I watched a 1908 silent short film called The House of Ghosts because I saw a screen cap from it on Twitter and I'm like, that looks really cool. Cool. It's basically like these people go into it. It's like raining or whatever, so they go into this haunted hotel where the ghosts terrify them by making them sandwiches Mm. (laughs) amongst other things. Yeah. But they do this really cool thing where like they, like they, they tilt the house, the gravity, the house shifts and they're doing this in 1908. And you're kind of like, this is kind of cool. Like what they were doing. And I feel like it would be a really good movie to remake and as like this whole expensive, rich, horrific, hotel movie so mm. that's on my list i shotgun that no one can take that away from me Copyright wait are the sandwiches scary no 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 you do something else scary with that oh, okay, like, cool. they do other <laughs> things like this giant thing comes in through the wall and like scoops them up in a bed and they do that with sort of miniature work and oh, hidden awesome. cuts it's really kind of clever you can find it on youtube the house of ghosts 1908 that's brilliant uh, rewatch my best friend's wedding. Oh, that's the one. That oh you yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, I watched my best friend's wedding. My favorite romantic comedy of all time. Mm. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's the ultimate anti-hero story. It's really fucking good. Well, when you think, because mm. Cracked did a whole uh, video essay on the fact oh, that God, romantic comedies are the only series where you are actively rooting for the villain because it's specifically yeah. about a person trying to break up a couple. Um, but yeah, I think the but they always make the other woman. The uh, yeah, worst, they, they, they like make the, the most other improbably person. terrible person that yeah. no guy in their right mind would ever date. Yeah, whereas in this oh, one, with you. she's she, perfect. she's great. She's perfect for him, and that's what's so fucking brilliant about it. And it was doing this in 1997 when the romantic comedy had only really become a thing <laughs> less than a decade before. It's it's brilliant. It's he directs the fuck out of it. Split diopters need to be used more often because mm. they are so fucking good. Uh, Rupert Everett gives one of the great comedic mm. performances of all time. Uh, it's great. I, just love I love Rupert it. Everett. I love it. I oh love. It. I can't wait. I actually watched the trailer for his like uh, uh, a directorial. Yeah, directorial, and it's about um, what's his name? Uh, portrait of Dorian Gray writer. Uh, Oscar Wilde. Oscar Wilde. Oh, yes. It's an Oscar Wilde biopic, and it looks really good. And they've oh, got nice. Merlin from Mer- like the guy who plays Merlin in Merlin in it as well. And so I'm like, I'm sold. I'm seeing it. Cool. Yeah. Cool. No, um, that- I watched. I feel pretty. Eh. Yeah. It was mm. fine. I, there was nothing terrible about it except for the weird her boyfriend is a like feminine so. joke <laughs> for no real reason. 
But it's not bad, and it's a mm. better performance of hers than Trainwreck. I can say that. It's a better movie than Trainwreck in it so is, many it aspects. It is. Um, I've started watching Scientology in the Aftermath, the Leah Remini oh. doco series. Yeah. It's dark and frustrating and intense and uh, very harrowing, but it's really, really good. It's a really, really good show because she's doing a series on the Jehovah's Witness. Mm. So I'm watching this in the lead up to it. <laughs> it's going to be really cool. I started watching BoJack Horseman. Yeah. Welcome to the club. It's so good. I mm. love it. I yeah. love it. It's genius. We'll talk about it more because it's on topic. Yeah. Uh, I, I should have mentioned I also finished season five recently. So. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Uh, I watched Johnny English 3. Well, did I talk oh. about this in another episode? No, you didn't. No, no I didn't. You, didn't. you haven't even told it's, us. It's good. It's easily the weakest of the three of them. Yeah. Um, there's not as much jokes. Things aren't set up and paid off as well, but I do like who, Rowan Atkinson. Who wrote and directed this one? I don't know. Okay. I'm not 100% sure, to be honest. Mm. It, 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 like, I was fine. I was happy I saw it, but it's definitely the weakest of the three. Yep. Uh, I watched Lucky Number 11, a.k.a. The oh, Wrong Man. Yes. <laughs> I Is was it a little, so good, it's good that you, because you loved it in high school, didn't you? I didn't, I hadn't seen oh, it. You I just heard about it and then never got around to watching it until just now. Yeah. Um. I, I it was a little slow, a little serious yeah. at times. I feel like the romantic comedy with Josh Hartnett and Lucy Liu is a better movie mm. that I just wish there was more of that in it. Um. Although, you know, Josh Hartnett is wearing a, just a towel for like the first 30 minutes of this movie. <laughs> So I'm not complaining. Um, <laughs> I feel like that is one of those ones where it could be tighter. And I really love Paul McGuigan as a director. He does. Yeah. He's done a lot of interesting things, but it could be a tighter movie. It could be a much tighter movie. It's kind of a bit unnecessarily slow at times, yeah. but I like the style and things yeah. that he put Fair into enough. it. Uh, I watched Everly, which oh, is yeah, that yeah, yeah. movie with Selma Hayek in a, in a room for the whole movie. Um, it's rough and occasionally cheap, but I had fun with it. So, cool. like, it, it's good enough. I wish it, it could have been better, but I it's good. I like contained movies with yep. stories set in the one room. Um, and then to top this all off, I tried to get on topic oh. with, oh, what were you going to no, say? No, because I remember you tweeted, well, you posted about what uh, the movie I was trying to remember this entire time. Wizards? Paddington 2. Oh, Paddington. Yes, I, I watched Paddington watch, I want you to watch that as well. You watched it? Yeah. Yeah. What did you think? I fucking oh, loved it. I cried. I fucking loved it. Yeah. It's so good. It, it, and it was great because so I did a, uh, I, I watched a video essay on Paddington as a character in the Paddington oh. movies. They didn't spoil the movies, which I'm grateful for. That's good. Did you um, watch one and two? Uh, no, I'd already watched one. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sorry. Sorry. And yeah, who is oh the best? Hugh Grant's best performance. Absolutely. Oh yeah, he so is good. so enjoyable. And I fucking cried <laughs> in that movie. Cry, 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 and I was watching a visual effects breakdown. As they're just doing, you know, where they show you the shot and then yeah. they do the wipes over the things, but then they get towards the end where they're showing you some of the end shots and the music comes in and it's the scene <laughs> where he's <laughs> like, happy birthday on And I'm like, yeah, no, yeah, I'm crying. Yeah. This is too fucking. I, I ugly cried at that. Pretty it's bad. So, yeah, I ugly was... cried when he's in the water. I was. Oh, mm. that movie ruined. I'm like, it's me. the shape of water with Paddington again. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly yeah. what yeah. Chanel said. Because yeah. I was like, this came out like several months after the Shape of Water. She also filmed that scene pretty close to fit wrapping Shape of Water. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. this, this this entire time I've been like, what was the film? I swear it had really great setups and payoffs mm. because like everything Every, was, was set shot up so, so well. Oh. Every, like I love all like the montage through the prison as he's like making yeah, it yeah. amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, even the villain at the end becomes a better person, even though he's still self-obsessed and everything. And that's what this video essay was saying. They were saying how Paddington, Paddington doesn't change, but he changes the world around him, which yep. is why yep. it would be the perfect Superman movie. 
Yeah, and it's also oh, it's um, also a great uh, like the Shawshank Redemption does the same thing. Andy doesn't change; he changes yeah. the world around him. Oh my mm. god, is Paddington two a remake of the Shawshank Redemption? <laughs> Redemption. You heard it here today, folks. Uh, and really then to top it all off, I watched two adult animated movies: one called Wizards from nineteen seventy-seven by oh, Ralph yeah. Bakshi. No, uh, I was a little disappointed. I love Wizards and Magic, and it kind of throws that all out. But there's some gorgeous animation moments, but it's a hot mess. I know they did it for like $1 million in 1977 for an animated movie. That's like insane. I know George Lucas helped out. That's why Mark Hamill voices a character for all of 30 seconds before that character (laughs) gets shot. Um, Awesome. uh, It's rough and not terrific, but there's some Mm. interesting ideas in there. And then I watched a movie called The Triplets of Belleville, a French animated movie that was nominated for the Academy Award. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really good. Really good movie. And like the first, I thought I watched it, I was like, oh, that was good. And then the more I'm thinking about, the more it's growing on me. It's this absurd, it's really hard to explain. It's a story, there's uh, uh, the Tour de France, the French Mafia, aging Jazz stars who eat a diet of frogs, a city full of fat people, and a, a, a rescue mission. Like it's it's so unusual, so French, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's it's basically no di- like there's dialogue, but it's French, and there's deliberately no subtitles. It's just nice. it's, it's like basically a wordless movie. It's really good, gorgeously animated, and really bizarre. And you, I haven't seen anything like it before. Awesome. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant movie. So. Animation isn't animation for kids? Question mark. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, it's for everybody. You can, yeah, you, you, you it's don't, like with any. You can play in any field of art. art enjoyment art. doesn't enjoyment. have an age limit. You know, you, yeah. You, mm-hmm. If you like, even kids anime, like we're saying, Paddington Two is technically made us a all cry. Thing, so but we all I cried. Feel like it. Paddington Two might be in my top ten of all time. I need to watch it yeah. like a couple more times, but I think it's in my top 10 <laughs> of all time. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I get the stigma that it's a kid's thing. Cause there are so many kids cartoons. It is more definitely mm. uh, like uh, created. It's a, it's well, a kid's, kids playground. Thing. Yeah. Brad Bird had a big moment because people mm. were kind of getting up him for a character saying like shit or crap. They say crap or something in Incredibles 2. Yeah. And all these parents were going off. I didn't want my kid to hear the thing. And he's like, this is an animated movie. It's not a kid's movie. It's an animated movie. Yeah. Yep. There's a different, like, it's not, you know, he, he kind of pushes for animation, not just being a, a child mm. sort of realm. But it turns out there's like a lot of debate around this, especially mm. like now especially with like, you know, the shows that we're kind of getting, those yeah. modern shows um, and in Europe, because there's a lot of Europe animation that's for adults. Only most of the Academy Awards, there's always one or two animated movies that are for adults. Yeah. Like um, Persepolis, Persepolis, Persepolis uh, the Triplets of Belleville. Uh, there was another one I can't remember. I think uh, Mary and Max. Mary and Max. Yeah, 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 uh, so, yeah. Sorry, Mary and Max. And what was the one? Uh, Harvey Crumpet. I love Harvey Crumpet. That's on my top five. <laughs> Spoilers. I, uh, yeah, I I was like shit. I and remember a, seeing a that. There's a doco too. That's like a political doco. That's like animated. Like it's documentary. I can't. I know there's. Oh, one. I know the one you're talking about as well. Mm. Um, I know there's a movie called Six Dollars Sixty Six, and it's mm. an Australian animated movie, and it's like multiple stories, and it looks really unique. Oh, and cool. I just I've never been able to find. So it. I think back in when we were at university, Inter- yeah, we watched international it. cinema. No, I think it was on it was in doco class. Oh, no, nine dollars oh, ninety nine. Yeah. Sorry, not six dollars yeah. sixty six. Yeah, but you well, know what I'm talking really about. Though. Satanic. Yeah. So what's yeah. a doco? Yeah. So, I can't remember oh, the Tower. Title. Are you talking about Tower? <laughs> That's in my mm. top five now. Oh my God. I'll, look up I, I'll yeah, talk I'm about Googling it in, in, in a bit. But uh, we're seeing people, especially now that 
the technology is getting cheaper, mm-hmm. pushing animation further, sometimes too far, as we will get into. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just remembered which one you're referencing with that. Yes. Yep. <laughs> uh, so the history of it, does anyone know? Did anyone do, oh, you didn't do any research, did you? I did some. If Look, you want me to, I, I, I remember Ralph Bakshi. He really, yeah, he, he did a lot of, uh, like starting with Fritz the Cat. Fritz the Cat was a uh, comic strip, I believe. It was a very adult comic strip. And then they made a movie out of that. And it's absolutely terrible. Um, when you Google Fritz the Cat, the second image is Fritz the Cat squeezing the boobs of another cat. So very much an adult cartoon. Um, right, when was so- the first, what was the first animated, adult animated thing that you saw? That I saw. Yeah. Oh, golly. It was probably Harvey Crumpet, honestly. I remember oh, really? staying up late one night and watching it on SBS. Actually, no, it was probably that weird SBS short I saw when I was 10 where two couches just fucked. <laughs> what? Uh, this was, this was you know, you know, like when, when, you know, when you're younger, when your sexual awakening is when you just like you turn browsing SBS. SBS and oh you're like, God. oh my yeah, God. I remember That's seeing why this I thing, couches. total sidebar. I remember seeing this thing. It was, I think it was Japanese or Chinese and there was like an Asian ninja guy and it there was this chick on the ground in the snow and there was like this magical dick tree and he like it it was it was so weird this was late night SBS. yes late night yes. SBS. speaking of like, like my first experience like other than like if you count it the simpsons obviously. the simpsons is put like yeah, well, sbs more like i drawn together do you remember that? yes oh my yeah. god yeah. i, yes. I got uh, drawn together on dvd how did yeah. i forget about drawn together uh, yeah. drawn together was weird yeah uh-huh. by the way what's with bashir that was the one yeah. oh thank you yes yeah. yes what's with bashir yeah. mm. so i i was kind of looking at it and there was a bit of debate as to how it all sort of animated became quote unquote a kid's thing as opposed to an adult yeah um but so the first animators that went into movies they had comic strip backgrounds mm. so yep. they were already geared towards kids slash general audiences yeah. um there were several attempts that kind of failed to make animated stuff and then all of a sudden uh, felix the cat yeah. came in mm-hmm. in 1919 and that changed everything because there was merchandising there was all this sort of stuff and there was a billion imitators everyone was trying to make their new felix the cat and mm-hmm. it was like fritz i think fritz, fritz the cat the was cat, one of yeah. them yeah. there's all these kind of attempts and then uh what happened eventually is mickey came along yeah and now everyone needs to mimic mickey no, and there's hidden mickeys and everything yeah well they, they kept trying to imitate mickey mm-hmm. and do mm-hmm. like a it was like mm-hmm. the funny animal cartoon yep. was yeah. essentially the thing there were a couple of people that did something different there was the i can't remember his name i had it but it was a bit weird um who did like betty boop yeah yep. which yeah, is very boop, clearly yep. a, an older geared to an older audience and that was playing on the and cinemas they, about 20 years and they parried out and drawn together as well and had that yeah. Betty, Boop yeah. 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 Betty Boop was a sex symbol right yeah. That's mm. not that was the whole thing yeah. she was engineered to be a sex symbol yeah. um, in the 30s Paramount started with the Popeye movies yeah. and yeah. Popeye became a thing it ran for 25 years on cinemas yes. wow. was, it was a really so it was well into the 50s when TV kind of went and then moved all of that uh, in the 40s you had the Looney Tunes with Bugs Bunny mm-hmm. yep. Um, and then Amazing. television came along in the fifties and Saturday morning cartoons became a thing. Yeah. Ah, yes. Cause what happened is when TV was there, there were companies that just licensed all of their shorts to the television thing for big sums of money. There was one guy who just like sold it all outright because his cartoons were really kind of crap. But then Warner brothers and that uh, did a lot of syndication deals that put all these sort of stuff on, on the Saturday yeah. morning cartoons. As well as, and then we got into something like the Flintstones, which yeah. the Flintstones oh, yeah. was significant because it wasn't a Saturday morning. It was Hanna Barbera. It was mm. animated and told like that. But the Flintstones was aired in prime time. It premiered in prime time television mm-hmm. alongside Featured like I Love Lucy and, and shit adult like issues. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was like a family sitcom. There's mm. the laugh track. There's all those kind of things. 
Um, they were usually aimed at a large audience, but kids were the center of this audience. So they were like, let's get everyone in, which mm-hmm. is kind of what they do. Yeah. Uh, what kind of stopped a lot of adult animation kind of coming in is because as animation started hit its stride, that was when the Hayes Code came in. And so it was yeah, like, oh, was. you know, no yeah, one wanted to spend the effort to make an animated movie that was adult that was then going to be completely ruined by some mm. kind of Hayes Code thing. So and there was a big boom in the 80s of like more kids friendly cartoons like yeah, Transformers and, so it, and Jesus, yeah, like all yeah, yeah. toy lines and stuff Probably. merchandising yeah. Star merchandising, Wars yeah. is yeah. direct to blame for that <laughs> merchandising merchandising um, adult cartoons there was like as far as adult cartoons there was a very few short lived Hanna-Barbera ones there was one called like Wait Till Your Father Comes Home that ran for three seasons. Everything else that I was looking at in the history of lasted one season, 10 episodes. Yeah, I was going to say three seasons. Like Fuck me. pulled off further. But uh, the big one that changed everything was The Simpsons. Yes. Oh, yeah. Obviously, yeah. The Simpsons was, I mean, it's literally the longest running fiction show. Oh, Unless you count now. like Doctor Who, but Doctor Who has giant hiatuses. Simpsons has been running for this long. Mm. In syndication, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And The Simpsons spawned very quickly a bunch of imitators and, and similar things. Beavis and Butthead, Beavis South Beavis Park, Beavis. Family Guy, mm-hmm. Daria. And then from those ones came Adult Swim, yep. which has given us, you yeah, know. Cartoon Network made a Cartoon Adult Division. Yep, Adult Swim. Yep. So, yep. And, that's how, and then that's how we've kind of moved into getting stuff like BoJack and. Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Uh, well, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, mm-hmm. Harvey Bowman, Attorney at Law, which oh, I yeah. need to watch. I've never watched that, but really? I need to watch it. Uh, and there was another one. Uh, they did one recently that I really love called the Mike Tyson Mysteries where it's Mike oh, Tyson yeah, yeah. and yes. a bird yeah. and like these weird collection of characters that do Scooby-Doo style mysteries. <laughs> and I believe Mike Tyson actually voices Mike he does, Tyson, yeah. which is yeah. kind of weird. Uh, but it, it, all of this push really only kind of happened in the last 20 years, which mm-hmm. is really fascinating to me. It's a really speedy acceleration of this. So, bit, yeah, because like, in the 70s and 80s when Bakshi was big, his productions... <laughs> didn't boom. No, but and most of them were traditionally there. flops. Or mi- like Wizards became a midnight screening thing. It ended up making like nine million at the box office mm. off a one and a half million dollar budget. So it was yeah, it recouped its cost. Yes. Yeah, but only because there was like I was watching the credits and there's like seven animators all up on the whole of Wizards. And oh like, wow, oof. you can tell though because occasionally some shots are really just they had no budget to do like pre you know they do like pre sketch and stuff. Yeah. None- yeah everything was used in the film. And there's moments where there are very clearly hand sketched stuff and you're like, yeah, it's kind of like, it gives it a flavor. It gives it a very mm. interesting flavor, but it's a rough, very mm. rough movie. Yeah. Um, and then I guess in Europe and art house stuff. Oh, they're European. Uh, European. Yeah. They walk around without pants. Uh, you know, the Oscars were usually a very big help for this. So you have stuff like Persepolis, Waltz with Bashir, yeah. the triplets of Belleville, yeah. um, and a movie that I, I quite love called Anomalisa. Of which course. is yes. Uh, yeah. uh, I what, still haven't watched it. It's on have you Netflix watched it, Josh? or I Stan. actually own it. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> oh, my God. It's yeah. unusual. It's very unusual. I mean, it's, Brian a, Cranston, it's, a, it's, it? it's yeah. a, what's his name, Charlie uh, Kaufman movie. Yeah. So Kaufman, yeah. it's going to be out there. Mm-hmm. But they're usually tied with Oscar baity kind of stuff because mm. that's really – and they, they'll have like – the Oscar nominees will always be like Pixar, Disney, DreamWorks, Weird Art House one you've never heard of in the most recent year. It was like My Life as a Cucumber. It was like this yeah. French movie called that. And yeah. you're like, what? Um, There's always one. My Life as a Zucchini. <laughs> That's correct. Yes. My Life as a Zucchini. Mm-hmm. So how does animated storytelling differ from live action? Storytelling? Well, usually I, I, you, like, they have more, like, usually they take, like, the colourful world or, like, the weird mm. sort of zany sort of 
character designs and tropes of animation, but they <laughs> tell the real human stories in it. And it's like, that's yeah. what changes the execution almost. Like, it's like you can be like, mm. if you have a talking horse who's depressed. Yes. When you yeah, can yeah. do anything, yeah. what can you do Yeah, now? It kind of becomes the question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the writing becomes much more immutably important because your performance, the notion of like, oh, a good actor can sell a bad line doesn't yeah. really work no. here. You've got animators who are animating a performance, but that's a very different thing unless you've got yeah. a director who specifically guides animated performance who you're doing that mocap mm. bullshit mm. which i'm not i'm not and it also depends on the animation styles it could be like a really flat style it could be like yeah. very fruity world south like, park. A, like yeah south it's park like, yeah. very flat versus something like spider-man into the spider-verse which oh is this God, unique so i cannot wait for that movie i'm a hardcore spider fan i need that in my yeah life. yeah um, I'm finally glad that they've brought in Spider Ham. Yes, Drum Spider Ham. Yeah, uh, yeah, Spider Ham. He's a pig. Peter Porker. The- Peter Porker. <laughs> <laughs> what? And Nicholas Cage is voicing Spider Man Noir. Yeah. So you got Spider Man Noir. Oh you've God. got. Uh, uh, Spider Gwen, you've got uh, Nicholas Cage is doing a lot. He's also he voiced Superman and Teen Titans Go to the movies. Did he? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. uh, that's interesting. I think especially in comedy and animated yeah. comedies, the absurdist level expands exponentially. Yeah. So you can get sort of you know, Aquatine Hunger Force was <laughs> yeah. it's it's a, a box of fries, a milkshake, and meatball, and a meatball are a mm. team of crime fighting. Or even just like in Drawn Together, it's like all these like weird like caricatures, like a video game character all in like a Big Brother type house and they just have like have wild fucking sex and everything. It's just like, what the yeah, fuck's you, going so on? What is it? In, in, in Drawn Together, it was it was, Zel- it was basically Link from yeah. Zelda. Yeah, Link, Link from, from Zelda, Zelda Betty Boo, Boo, Pikachu, like a Superman, Superman character. Um, and, and like a foxy uh, black woman who was like, yeah. what was the character that she was referencing? Uh, Vivica. Uh, yeah. Hanna-Barbera. Like, oh, she was the Hanna-Barbera. She was the yeah. Hanna-Barbera cartoons. I'm trying I remember, to think like this. a black type character. Yeah, as well, yeah, I remember there was. I remember one episode where they make Ling Ling do like a sweatshop yeah. thing. <laughs> oh, that that show was mm. so bizarre. There was also Happy Tree Friends. Happy Tree Friends. That oh was my a, that God, was a I YouTube thing, and they that. moved it to Netflix. There's on Netflix now as well. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's not um, like running. Well, I remember like being renting. on DVD and renting them when I worked. Yeah, in the it was video on shop. I actually had DVDs. Yeah, and yeah. oh, was there was also the Disney Princess. There was a Disney Princess. Yeah, the SpongeBob. Yeah, was like overly sexualized. Then there's also that internet pig. I need yes, to watch it, it again. And he pisses to, on everything. I feel like I need to watch it again. I don't know if I love it as much, but I, I want to watch like, it. I like the first couple being episodes an adult, again. Getting all the it jokes. It was fucking funny. Now. It was pretty good. I just remember how the Zelda was always trying to save his girlfriend, but he was like gay so as gay. fuck. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then there's the episode when he realizes that he's gay because he sucked uh, the SpongeBob's dick. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, God. And well, it, it was great because it, you had like such this outrageous setup that told a poignant story. Yep. So, Poignant. but that Poignant. leads into how far is too far and when does it go bad? Uh, well, instantly what jumps to mind is Sausage, sausage Party. party. Yeah, Sausage yeah. Party. 110%. How long? That's just have a, like a 13 minute or so fucking orgy scene. What, what an, what an, <sighs> I think the core of why it's so bad is it's the notion of trying to go, oh, animated is usually used for kid stuff. So let's make do, it all dirty. Let's do the dirtiest thing yeah. we can imagine with animation because how edgy is that? It also has no point. Its point is that religion isn't real. But, like, that point is driven from the start, and then that's all they fucking say, and then they have an orgy because of it. 
I don't care now. But like, like I felt, and I hated this movie. But I felt that Ricky Gervais movie, The Invention of Lying, did that way better. premise better. And I hated that movie. And I, hate, <laughs> I don't really like Ricky Gervais anymore. No. But like, it, it, ugh, Sausage Party. I remember going in so keen for that because I was like, oh, cool, animated movie where they can say fuck, <laughs> and they just say fuck all mm. the time because yeah, hey, oh, let's make, let's make dick jokes it's like again. Rob Zombie wrote the script almost. We still having PTSD. It, it, it's when it exists <laughs> a pure contrarianism. There's yeah. no act. There's nothing. It's not saying something. It's just proving yeah. something. The, the best joke in that film were the visual puns. Like uh, the what, what him was being it? a sausage and his no, partner no, being not a that. bun. That's fucking stupid. Like the fact that they have this whole part where Meatloaf sings "I'll oh, Do Anything for Love" and it's a Meatloaf. That was kind of funny. There, there's the um, <laughs> Zane doesn't nah. like that. There, there was the what? What was the um? Ah, oh, the the race? Nazi grape thing. I can't remember it exactly. I know it was I a pun, this movie at all. and I was like, huh. I just, it was, no, there was nothing. I couldn't get behind that movie. You know, I wanted to because I wanted something refreshing in animation because we were in the midst of Cars 3 at that point. Yeah. I was so sick yeah. of this loop of animation and I wanted it to really push itself and this was just the wrong way yeah. to do it. They I, also uh, they also always said how cheap the movie was. Do you know why the movie was so cheap? Because they didn't pay any of their animators. Exactly, mm. and if you complained, you would be blacklisted. Yeah, oh, which God, is that, that 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 really lowered my opinion of Seth Rogen, and I didn't yeah. mind Seth Rogen before. I didn't maybe always like his stuff, but I really, I didn't dislike him mm, until yeah. this movie. Yeah. Where I, I was didn't like, oh, not like him, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I that that really pissed me off, and that movie was dumb. It wasn't good. It yeah. wasn't entertaining. It didn't say anything <sighs> at all. I'm starting to think also in retrospect, something like Happy Tree Friends, maybe. Has dated badly because it's just how fucked up. This is gratuitous make, violence. Yeah, it's yeah. gratuitous violence yeah. with no. It's like oh, point. it's playing with that like contrarian like yeah. with, like how it happened. Like, it's all these like fluffy. Yeah, yeah it's it, like it, it's scratchy, to scratchy. Yeah. a T, like yeah. to the extreme. Yeah, it's um, mm. we were fourteen. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, we were 14 yeah, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. You were like eight or something, <laughs> uh, Josh. Sure. Josh yeah. was like one. <laughs> yeah, Josh he wasn't was... born yet. <laughs> no. Uh, it, and in what retrospect, I think now <laughs> it, it very much doesn't hold much weight because you always forget about this stuff, whereas mm. we were kind of remember Drawn Together a bit. Yeah. When, when they were at least, and Drawn Together might have been very crass at times, but occasionally mm. it tried to say something. Yeah. Or had a little bit cleverer jokes or something like that. Uh, I think something like the later series in Archer, fall into this uh, right? thing. Oh Arch, my God. Archer Vice onwards. Like Archer Vice was, uh, we're sick of- Season what, six wasn't it's bad. Season six, the, the LA one that they did before Dreamland. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't mind that one. It wasn't great, but it was better. I like that they, you, they, it was a transplant of style and tone, but keeping the same dynamic, whereas Archer Vice was trying to shift the whole dynamic out and it just- you you like left all the good things with season four. Also, and- Vice was the moment they started being more serialized. So each episode didn't have a point. The series had a point, yeah. and each episode didn't have a story. Mm. And as the- soon as I, f- I finished yeah. season six, is season six the the noir the LA one? one? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, season- Dreamland season seven is the noir one, I believe. Yeah. No, no, no. But like, Vice there were noir five, so elements in oh, the yeah, LA no, one because no, no, they were a private right. detective They're- agency. Yeah. And I liked that. And then, then they went full 
noir and I was like dreamland up and I quit the show. I stopped watching at that point because mm. I was just like, you you left the best of the show. I somewhere think I else. still have two episodes left of Dreamland. I haven't. That was what months ago. Yeah, I still haven't. Yeah, I, I I was like, why did? That and I have happen? no interest in Adventure Island. Or whatever is that a it. new one? Uh, that that's a se- the next season is Why? it's like an old school island adventure thing. <laughs> He's got like an eye patch or something. I don't know. I I'm not interested. No. Oh. So when does animation adult animation go great? When, I, I think when it has a point. When, when it has, has something point. to say. That's when Fingers. the best episodes of Rick and Morty are like that. Bojack Horseman. Yeah, I was just saying like, Bojack. Bojack specifically for me because i've only watched most of season one i'm like a couple episodes off finishing Mm. season one but it's dealing with deeply complicated stuff Mm. and using the format because there's this thing del toro has this theory where uh when it's like just presented as a drama people tune out or they're like watch it and they feel like i've watched it so i've dealt with it yeah but when you're using something fantastical people listen more to yeah. what you're trying to say because it feels more Toro says that. Yeah. It yeah. feels yeah. more removed from reality. Therefore we are more inclined to engage with it because we feel like it's not going to reflect us. And then when it does, it be, it creates this really poignant, yeah. meaningful mm. sort of thing. And Bojack is like fucking doing <laughs> it. I'll, I'll yeah. say just so having watched dark. all of it released so far, the repercussions are like severe, like across yeah. every season. Like, and I love like, I love that they're both running gags and set up mm. payoffs for emotional moments. Like mm-hmm. yeah. character actress, Margot Martindale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ryan Seacrest type. Voiced by Margot Martindale. Yeah. It's so good. Mm. And all the puns. And, and see, and then it'll have that silly jokes like Quentin Tarantula Tino. Yeah. You know. It's like Tina Aquafina or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, Oh, one of my favorite gags was it was it was uh, like uh, like Emily Gecko Gecko Gecko. Yeah. You hear this yeah. thing? She walks in. It's a person. It's <laughs> 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 just like yes, that was such a great construct of a joke. Mm. Like I really, that's that's what it, it, as opposed to live action. I guess like the all the animal puns really add to the removal yeah. from reality. And therefore, you can go, oh shit, that's a real character. And then it even works with the sitcom. Nature. I don't know if you guys know, you can actually look up, you can't watch any episodes of it, but Horsing Around is a yeah, show on, on Netflix. It is. Uh, they there have there, there little... is one episode, a Christmas oh, special. Really? And that Christmas special is kind of, it uh, feels. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I think also something like Legend of Korra. As which, I, which I haven't seen. Uh, oh, my God. Have you watched The Last no, Airbender, though? <gasps> I can lend you my copy because I just got it on Blu-ray so you can have my DVD copy. I want the Blu-ray of Los Amber though. Oh my God, it's yeah. so... Really and they've removed because the DVD is like interlaced. They've got interlacing oh. on the DVD because of the transfer well, I just, or whatever. I just the Blu-ray, it. no interlacing. It's like full. Jamil and I just uh, watched it um, again all like digitally. We just uh, binge watched it in two days. I think at the weekend. We just like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. And Legend of Korra. I, le- I think Legend of Korra is better, but Legend of Korra also deals with much... <laughs> Much more Sorry. adult uh, things. And culturally, it's really rich. You can have people globetrotting in an animated mm. movie a lot cheaper than you can yeah. <laughs> in a live action thing. Uh, I think satire and parody make for great uses of the animated format. You've got mm-hmm. something like Robot Chicken. Yeah. Oh, so oh, yeah. Which was great. I remember growing up on that. And like, I've watched clips of it later in life. And I'm like, oh, no, that kind of holds up. I expected so it today. So fun. A lot, mm. a lot worse. Fun fact Rachel Bloom from Crazy Ex Girlfriend was like a writer slash voice actor that on that for a lot of it. Wow. Which is that Robot Chicken, I believe, was her first writing gig, which is kind of, kind of interesting. 
Which I need to continue watching for sure. Yeah, I need. Well, I'm on stuck on season three because it got a bit weird. But it's they're finishing off. So season four is the final. So I need to finish it. Oh, cool! I'm nearly finished. I might might give it Um, a watch then because Chanel started watching it without me. So obviously, I. So it's a musical. The first like three episodes, it's sluggish, and Mm, then it mm. kicks in, and you're like, okay, this is a better format. Just for some reason, it just has this hump to get over. But I think it's because it started as a Showtime show, then moved to the CW, so it went from like. You can do whatever. You can have people say fuck to yeah. it has to be family friendly. Okay, cool. And so there's this, this adjustment in the way that they were doing the show. But it gets better. It definitely gets better. Season two, I think, is its strongest at the moment. Cool. But anyway, um, I think anime is a topic for a whole different... Well, I want to do uh, a whole, yeah, yeah, because whole I think podcast on Japan, anime. Uh, well, Asia is less and more hung up on sort of things like that. So they have... Oh, what is it? Fucking Fireflies? What's that one called? Where Grave of the Fireflies. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but yeah, they they aren't so hung up on this whole adult. Like, fuck, even uh, things like Death Note. That yep. is that yep. is not yep. a And you've got even got the works of the filmmaker Satoshi Karin, so things like Perfect Blue, mm. Millennium Actress. I know Millennium Actress isn't isn't Satoshi Kone, but um, uh, Paprika, which is a huge inspiration. One of my favorite spices. Um, and then you have like art house films with really really poignant meaningful stories yeah yeah. of this it's like i haven't seen persepolis or vaults with bashir though um have either of you seen that Uh, persepolis i've seen persepolis is fantastic is it yeah fuck okay i really need to watch yeah one in docker gloss and one i think it's on netflix at the moment it is there is persepolis is on stand as well Oh, okay, cool. yeah i should i should give that a go i should give that a go so is there a future of the medium Absolutely, absolutely. It, it's I think growing it's, right we're now. We're growing to more experimental time, mm. experimental time in animation, and I think more directors probably want to go there and like really play with the medium and play up mm. their styles in that medium. Do you reckon we're going to see, see more in mainstream feature films? Though that's my question. Um, I think so we're going to have to get say... over a hump of like the sausage parties of for a while, and then we're going to get yeah. smarter stuff. So, um, have either of you watched Hotel Transylvania? Yes. No. Get any talk okay. Of- first off, you should. Secondly, is it? Because you were like, eh, it's Again, all right. No, no, one you should see. Creator Samurai Jack two, and the Better Clone uh, Wars series. Exactly. So it, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's um yeah, the guy did Powerpuff Girls, Samurai Jack and stuff. He is a very interesting filmmaker. That's and the great. way he uses animation, mm-hmm. which is what, which is the reason did he Did he do made, Hotel Transylvania? Yes. Okay. That's why Hotel Transylvania. Is it on Netflix Tran- or something? Or uh, yeah, it is. First one is, I think, I think. No, uh, two, two, well. two definitely is because yeah, yeah. Chanel watched it without me and then she ended up <laughs> oh, watching it a second time for some reason. And I'm yeah, like, I haven't seen the third one yet though. So no, nor have I. Yeah. I don't really have an interest in it because, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, no, it doesn't really have much to say, but the filmmaker has stuff to say when you see things like Samurai Jack. Mm. Yeah, only and number two is on. Okay. Oh, took off number one. And I really hope that that filmmaker goes off and does more poignant stuff because yeah. I know he can, or at least I think he can. He can. And his animation style would be so interesting with like, that. Yeah, well, oh, it's on Stan. Hotel Transylvania is on Stan. I'm adding it to my list and I should cool. watch it maybe tonight. No, he, I won't. He made the, like, the, the original 2003 Clone Wars TV show. Like, yes, that, like, yes, and that was absolutely. So which good. was fantastic. No dialogue, right? Or very minimal it was, dialogue. That, like, they had the no dialogue with the clones. They're just like, like doing the yeah. hand signals in that episode with the hunting Grievous. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, yeah. Um, he, he's a very interesting animator and he went from 2D. He is probably my favorite other than Brad Bird, 3D, uh, like as in 3D animation mm. filmmaker, because 
he makes it look animated. Mm. That's his whole thing. He wants it to look animated. Why make things look realistic when you can just shoot it realistic? If you're going to go animated, go full animated. Mm. Tell that to Charlie Kaufman, who has a realistic sex scene with stop motion animation. Ooh, no, like uh, no, no, Lisa. Like, no, no, like, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. No, and like it's Team like, America. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> that's not that's not animation, is it though? Team no, that, that, that is no. puppetry. Puppetry, puppetry yeah. yeah, yeah. That's its whole thing. Yeah. So um, I think also, especially if Netflix has something to say about it, and they clearly do, they're they clearly, clearly do. pushing adult animation. In the TV mm. shows, I wonder if we're going to have a feature film because I just realized they've dumped like in the last, this month and last month, there have been like 50 feature films of yeah. theirs all dumped in Random a very short amount of time. No, so I, I wonder if they're going to yeah. get some more animated the stuff The only going. animated one I can think of that they've dumped was Next Gen, which I haven't watched oh, yet. I really oh, wanted to watch yeah, that. That looked really cool. I yeah. really, it looked like a DreamWorks. Oh, and also uh, Troll Hunters. We should mention Troll, Troll Hunters, Hunters, which is yeah. geared at kids. Yeah. But God, it, it's good. Which I need to <laughs> finish. Toro, I need to finish that. So. And they're doing like expanding units. They're doing wizards mm. and stuff as well, isn't it? Aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, They've yes, got the yes. new one, which is like these cult, Sub-Zero is the next series that premieres soon. And then there's something. And then there's wizards tied all <sighs> together. So cool. With the Tales of Arcadia is the, the, the combined universe. Uh, given how much buzz is around Enter the Spider-Verse, I'm actually really keen to see a format like that used yeah. more. And, and that's- if, if Enter the Spider-Verse is a success, I can guarantee you large IP content is going to go over yeah. animation because then A, studios love it more because they can control every aspect. So if they don't like something's too scary, they can make you adjust it, whereas yeah. it's a lot harder to do for live action mm-hmm. stuff and probably a lot more expensive. So we're going to see a lot of IP and superhero stuff. I reckon we're going to see a lot of superhero stuff go that way. Uh, well, Big Hero 6, I think, was oh, fantastic. Oh, such an amazing it's really movie. good movie. And yeah. yes. Into the Spider-Verse, I'm really excited. I'm really excited about that animation style. Yes. Uh, Disney has been teasing it. Since fucking Paper, Paper Man. Paper Man, that Paper was Man. it. And it was Ooh, meant was to, Frozen one. was meant to be like that and they didn't. And I'm still, I want that animation style and fucking Sony just went ahead and did mm. Into the Spider-Verse. What's, what's interesting yeah. though is it's kind of like this opposite Disney thing that I feel like it's going to happen because Disney are making more and more live action <laughs> and everyone else is making more and more animated and taking the live action stuff and turning it animated, <laughs> which is this weird polar opposites pattern that you're seeing kind of <laughs> happen. So I'm, I'm actually really keen with animation and where it's at, where it's going. Um, I, I don't know if I would be very good at directing one myself. I like. I can't imagine how how it would direct the people who do direct it. I the closest I would do is something like um Tintin would be what I would yeah, probably do. Like motion capture. Really, yeah, yeah, but I can yeah. do my camera stuff a little more yeah. like how I would do so, it. So you would use it realistically, but you can use crazy camera I can camera do crazy movements. movements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, it's really just re- work, working the storyboards yeah. to a T. Yeah. Rango is sort of an interesting version oh, of Rango. a great live action director going into animation and, and doing something that's some – in between of both words. I quite yeah. like Rango. I love Gore Verbinski. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm definitely excited. I don't yeah. know if I could make it because I'm not good at drawing. So <laughs> I would have to rely on better Other artists, people. like much better artists. I am really hoping that we haven't peaked that because I'm worried because it is getting so good right now with things like Rick and Morty doing what Rick and Morty just did. I'm worried we're peaking and we're about to go oh. down. So I hope there's a future. Hope, I'm hoping there's a future. I'm worried there's not. Mm. Oh. Well, that's 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 a good. Oh, well, Castlevania. Sorry, that Castlevania. was another one. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The part two just came out, and also the Godzilla Netflix series. A what? Yeah, what? it's set in the future. Yeah, uh, Godzilla is absolutely. It's the biggest Godzilla is. Mm. There's been two two seasons. He's like, series he's like in the thing. clouds, right? Oh, 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw a little bit of that. Mm. Oh, okay, very interesting, very interesting. Well, that's a really good place to end it. Yes. Uh, end yep. the conversation. It's a really interesting conversation. I reckon we should dive into animation a bit more as well Definitely. later mm. on. Uh, so I thought we'd do our top five adult animations, movies mm. or TV. Um, I tried to avoid anime as much as possible, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll do mine. So my honorable mentions, I've got Futurama, Drawn Together. Uh, there's a movie called The Illusionist from 2010 from the director of The Triplets of Belleville. I think I like this one more than Triplets of Belleville at the moment, but I, that could change. Mm. Triplets of Belleville, I think, will grow on me a lot as it goes. It's this really kind of gorgeous, again, no dialogue movie about this illusionist who was kind of a big hit, but then obviously people don't care less and less about live stuff and they go into TVs and things and so he kind of loses his career and there's this little child plot. It's really beautiful, beautifully animated story. Um, I put in here in my honorable mentions the whole Ghibli collection, the Studio Ghibli collection, because yep. they're animated, yeah. they're anime, but they're so adult. A lot of them are. Some of them are very childish. I couldn't mm. get into Porco Rosso, but something like The Wind Rises is a biopic mm. just done in the Studio Ghibli style, <laughs> and it, it's a gorgeously animated one. Really, really good. Uh, so my top five, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and again, I cheated. This is an anime, but it's technically a little outside of the realm because not many people know of it. It's called Voices of a Distant Star. Mm-hmm. And it's a short, like, 40-minute one, but it's the story of uh, this girl and a guy and they're, these teenagers, they're in a relationship, and then he goes off to fight this space war. And it did uh, uh, Interstellar before Interstellar because the idea, Voices of a Distant Star, is they're sending messages back and forth. Oh, and the further away he gets, the longer the so delay Nolan between... took from two animes. Yeah, <laughs> the longer it took between these messages getting to her, and it's this really poignant, gorgeous... It's kind of a short. It's actually more of a short film anyway. Gorgeous, emotional movie. Um, the director went on to do a movie that I haven't seen yet called The Place Promised in Our Early Days, which I really am dying to see. And then he went on to do Your Name, which a lot of people know this movie yeah. from, uh, this director from. And Your Name was this giant hit, overtook Spirited Away at the Japanese box office. I wasn't in love with the movie the way that everyone else seemed to be. But it, it's beautiful and he's very into telling meaningful stories using the animation format as opposed to just, oh, animation. Uh, number four is Harvey Crumpet. Yes. I yes. adore Crump- this movie. It's charming and whimsical. And I remember, I distinctly remember watching it as a kid on SBS. I believe they played it as, because it got nominated for the Oscar and it was like, oh, we're nominated for an animated film Oscar. Let's play it all over the TV and everything like that. And so I remember them playing I it specifically quite a lot that, yeah. and really enjoying it mm. um i love the, the, the quote you know the uh some are blessed with greatness some have greatness thrust upon them and then there are the rest of them <laughs> and that's harvey <laughs> crumpet uh number three is bojack horseman i'm only like a season into this and it's blowing me away mm-hmm. and i love the animation i didn't think i could get behind the style of it but i'm really into it now yeah, <laughs> yeah it really like, into it mm. and i love the names and the puns you know i love oh, how it's peanut mr peanut butter and i love how he's the engagement party, it's congratulations, Mr. and Mrs. Peanut Butter. Peanut Butter is one word. Don't put oh, peanut every, butter. Like it's the <laughs> by the way, that's so a hidden clear. joke. Every single sign they actually mentioned that don't put this on the sign thing. Yeah. Also, oh, okay, another really? joke, um, whenever they want to get a celebrity, um, but that celebrity doesn't want to voice their character, that celebrity ends up being hurt or dying in a horrific way. <laughs> oh, Andrew Garfield actually plays Andrew Garfield, doesn't he? 
No, yeah. no. Oh, did he? No, he doesn't. No, he oh, didn't. No, he didn't. That, no, he didn't. Gets hurt. that yeah. was funny. That yeah, was, was funny. I also love the whale that does the news. Um, <laughs> the episode where it's the, where he says about the military, mm. bad mouths. I'm a Ryan Seacrest type. <laughs> yeah, and there's like the odd mm. art. And I like how mm. when they're like facing towards the camera, their heads are up. Yeah. It's yeah. Just so, yeah. It's so, so unusual and weird. Um, you're going to get used to this. Do you read all of the things down the bottom of yeah. every news? I try to, but see, I can't like focus on those like, it. it's so hard yeah. as soon as the scene start pauses it just read them all because yeah, there so are good. jokes in there yeah. mm. there's so many jokes so many jokes uh so my number two is the legend of cora yep. cool yeah uh and i distinctly remember it feels like it's done for kids but there's a lot of adult stuff there's a lot of because it's cora's going from a young adult into an adult that's her journey yeah. through yeah. this movie and season two especially is one of the most epic finales ever it's so it beats most epic big movies mm. in terms of scale mm. world and it like it does the universe ending thing better than anything i've ever seen it's so fucking good uh but then and after that season happened i was like how the fuck do you follow that up and they followed up by doing a matthew riley thing where they take it they inwards inwards yes. and okay, it's good. so good it's so fucking good you need to watch all of the last Airbender and then do Legend of Korra and then do the Dragon Prince. I will. Yeah, it's so, Prince so good. And then number one, and I'm putting it here because it's not technically my favorite, but it is the reason why we have everything. It's the Simpsons. Okay. It was yeah. the OG. It's the OG adult animated thing. There's adult jokes in there. It dealt with kind of poignant stuff and it had the absurdest humor in there as mm. well and the jokes everywhere. Uh, can I ask, do you guys remember the first late night episode of the Simpsons. I think it was around episode 200. I remember it was oh, a when big they deal. Do, like the 9 PM one. And it's all about. Uh, yes. It was when, no, no, it was all about weed. It was how oh, uh, Homer had yeah. to smoke weed because he got eye surgery or something. It was something to do with the pain. And because it was drug references, it was a late night episode. You could not. And they advertise that for I remember the episode where like, Ooh, a double I, late night episode of Simpsons. I remember the episode where the there's the, the gay guy played by John Waters. In the thing, and he thinks that Bart's becoming gay. Oh, oh yeah! One? And there's like the the, the I'm gonna the take dance. you to the construction site. Yeah, yeah, the construction <laughs> site. But then it's like all the hot guys, it's like doing like the the YMCA in it. And there, there was the episode later on, which I think was around episode 300, 301, uh, when uh ho when Homer started hanging out with the two gay guys, and Marge started getting worried that Homer was gay, and yeah, he ends up getting yeah. Weird Al to sing a song to resolve their relationship. That's right. We thought we'd bring up Weird Al in two different episodes. Wait, did we even mention Weird Al in the Halloween 2 episode? No, probably. Like, we, backwards. No, I no. won't even fucking. Edit it, it, it in. No. It's not uh, worth So, it. yeah, that's my top five. Uh, Josh, what's yours? So, my top five, I don't want to do honorable mentions because you already mentioned some of them. Uh, number five is Futurama. Yeah. Uh, I think this has overtaken The Simpsons in terms of like my appreciation for it. Like, I'd say for, that, but I need to watch I want to watch Futurama from beginning to end. Yeah. I need to it's do that. To make I really I've done that a do couple of times. I need to get... I realized just how much of Simpsons is in my vocabulary and in, in everyone's vocabulary oh, yeah. all of the time. You, you should have seen it last night when we were playing at Katie's house because Katie wasn't brought up on The Simpsons. Mm. Uh, and But Kevin and Niall and all of them were, so they're all quoting The Simpsons. Oh, and I'm Katie just, knows I'm just they're too, quoting The one Simpsons. Of my, one of my friends, she wasn't brought up on The Simpsons and I make Simpsons jokes at her and she's like, what? And I'm like, <laughs> and she only knows The Simpsons movie? And I'm like, oh God. It, well, yeah, Katie's weird. used to The Simpsons from then. So she was saying how like she one day she's going to watch The Simpsons and you're going to be like, aha, they're quoting Kevin. But honestly, it is a really weird thing when you don't like, when you meet yeah, someone who doesn't so know. Yeah, because it's so part of the zeitgeist. If you're out of that loop. 
Oh, yeah. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. But anyway, like Futurama, I think, is so effective and I enjoy all the characters. Nah, no friends. use wasting a good monkey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I also think Futurama ended. It did. Yeah. And that's definitely. that's something the Simpsons and it was really I don't think and can I, do yeah, now. It was, oh, it seems, oh, it's got to get cancelled. Uh, number four was Dario because this is when I was watching the SPS circuit. I was in my always, yeah. I always, because at the age when Dario was a thing, mm. I just wanted magic and wizards and shit, and I Fair hated enough, that Dario <laughs> was a realist show. Yeah, and I really just enjoyed the dry wit. Even as a young kid, I'm yeah, like, I'm like oh, I love this dry wit and this. This era. is my town. This is my town. Got uh, to g- excuse me. Number gender. three, drawn together because yeah, <laughs> yeah. I watched that late at night, and I was just like, this is absurdist and weird, and I loved it. And like, this is all like, I, I love video games. I love superheroes. I'm like, what are they doing? having sex and peeing on each other and being weird shit. I like the random Flintstone jokes they had in there because the one I always remember is there was this constant joke in this one episode when they're like, nobody likes fat chicks. And the superhero guy's like, I like fat chicks. And there's one where he's having sex with a fat chick when he says that. And she just gets up and she's like, it's a living. (laughs) 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 Number two, Robert Chicken. Yeah, um, of course. I yeah. love this a lot more than Family Guy, and I love how Seth Green always disses Family Guy, even though yeah. he works on it as well. And he's like, "Fuck you, Seth." Really good. Uh, number one, Bojack Horseman. Who's okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. What, what it tackles in its show, even um, in its B plots, just so effective. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chancellor, what are your list? Uh, cool. So with my honorable mentions, it's pretty much the ones that aren't in my top fives that you're going to mention. Yep. Plus South Park. I'm surprised none of you guys brought up South Park. I, I think I I'm like South Park, South Park when it's good, but it's it's it can be very hit and miss. Yeah. So it lacks consistency. And then also there's this whole culture of people who've grown up and taken South Park not as a satire on culture, but as it's in that Rick and Morty thing. There are people who generally that's why it's like in my honorable mention. That's actually yeah. like Cartman. That's to have that abrasiveness. They, they, yeah, they took it as sort of a romanticizing of that behavior, and then they've mm. taken. I've met people who see, who are using that sort of stuff, and they're thinking they're being cool and edgy, and you're like, you're not. Yeah. It, and the it, point of that show was that that was bad, but it is being. Compl- it's like Predator. It's the satire is lost mm. completely. Mm. It's the uh, Mel Brooks issue as well how people are like, well, Mel Brooks can talk about Nazis. It's like, yeah, because it was satire. And it You're is romanticizing satire. It. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, God, that, that's the problem. And that's my second honorable mention that you Rick. guys didn't mention, Rick and Morty. Yeah. Where Rick and Morty. because of those reasons. Yeah, it, it's, it's really season three where... Season three was a fine fucking season. There was, And the it has fandom. one of their best episodes, which is the Citadel of Ricks, but every, the fandom just like... We're nuts about it. And the one that everyone takes away from that is Pickle Rick. Yeah. Just- and you're like, Pickle Rick is a clever episode, more subversive because it was written by a woman, mm-hmm. one of the women on their woman. staff. And-, and then everyone thinks that, and like when you try and point that out, because they're like, women ruined Rick and Morty and did the Citadel of Ricks in the political episode. I'm like, no, a woman wrote Pickle Rick. <laughs> and like, no, that was, she must have been doing something else. And, and then Dan Harmon came in and changed it and did Pickle Rick. I'm like, no. No, yeah. that's not how a TV staff works. I also at all. don't think people like Pickle Rick for the reason the Pickle Rick episode is good. Yeah, exactly. Because everyone they're, they're just, just fucking screams Pickle Rick. Yeah. The chef and I'm like, thing. the best part of that episode is the end. Where it like all mm. comes together and it's a poignant fucking story. Or the fucking Mc, like McDonald's episode where they, it's they, an anti hero story where people yeah. feel it's a hero story. And that's yeah. the Again, romanticizing it. Just, mm. um, yeah. yeah. So otherwise, all the other ones you brought up, Simpsons, you know, yeah. that sort of stuff. Uh, my number five is Archer. Cool. Mainly because that first five episodes, the first four seasons, sorry. Yeah. 
were so great. They and were so good. They were. And then Vice happened. And season <laughs> six. And then Dreamland happened. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have the inconsistency of something like South Park. But and the the, f- it was really good with its with catchphrases. Absolutely, it yeah. really well. Um, and catchphrase humor is something I generally hate. And I think they, they really, which is why I fucking hate Pickle Rick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Catchphrase humor I don't like. Archer made it work. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number four is kind of because I don't know if it counts as like an adult or grown-up cartoon. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Wes Anderson, yeah. Anderson, yeah, yeah. The themes it carried because I remember I liked it when I, I was still younger. Haven't seen it, and I watched it now, and I'm like, how did I like this when I was younger? Because it it uses these themes in such absurd ways. It's such an absurd movie, yeah. and and such absurd uh, characters. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, they're talking about mortgages and home loans, <laughs> mortgages, home and, loans, and taxes like- and stuff. It's like. How did I find that? Have you already seen Isle of Dogs? No, I haven't, no, I haven't yet. Seen I that. do want to. Yeah. I don't think it'll have that same effect as Fantastic yeah. Mix of Fox. Um, number three is Futurama. Mm-hmm. I, I still haven't watched past the four movies. I haven't watched anything past oh, really? that because okay. I don't have the, them on DVD. Yeah. Uh, and DVD stores aren't a thing anymore, so no, I can't. No. Um, but those first four seasons were fantastic. Yeah. I thought where it ended was fantastic, and I was like, no, that's fair enough. Then... Uh, Three of the four movies I really loved. One of them I liked. Which one did you just like? Uh, Bender's Game. Oh, yeah, I agree with you. That, and that was the first one. Oh, my that God, was, that's that was such a great one. pun. Uh, <laughs> Bender's Big Score is the first one. I think oh, Bender's wait. Game is the third the, or the second one. D&D one? Sorry? Is it the D&D one? Yeah. Okay. I like it. I yeah. don't love it. Fair enough. I, I think as a movie it didn't work. Mm. As the episodes, it also didn't work. Mm-hmm. And that's my issue. Um. Number two, we've already mentioned it, Bojack Horseman. Yes. Brilliant. For obvious reasons, everything you guys have said. Mm-hmm. And my number one is Daria. Because oh. I, w- I, I, ever since I first watched because I remember when we were in fucking high school, everyone was always like, oh, it's just a goth show. And I remember we watched it in either, I think it was. God. Only so's. one character's a goth. Daria's not a goth. No, oh she's like a her preppy nerd. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, when we watched it in high school, I remember we specifically watched it and I think it was Sos or something and all the fucking numbskulls in high school were like, oh, they're ju- she's just so goth. And I was watching it going, no, this is, she, she is just so interesting because of the way she views the world. And there's this great episode where, ev- where someone dies and it, it, it was like a football that everyone loves dies and they all turn to Daria. Yeah, I remember that episode. She's the sad one. She understands death and she's like, I'm not sad. <laughs> I just look at the world the way it is. And that purely sh- uh, like, I, oh, it's just, yeah. I can't I need to rewatch it. I think I need to. It's I've got it on a DVD. Yeah. I'll lend it to you because mm. it was one of my first DVD purchases with all of Daria. I want to say five and two movies. Yeah. I remember the movies I didn't really, well, the second movie I didn't really click <laughs> with because it was them going on to college. And I don't mm. understand college. I was in high school at the time. Are you uh, are you up for a live action with Aubrey Plaza as Daria? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no question because I'm at that age now where if Audrey, Audrey Plaza played it, it would be about a high school reunion, which I think is where if they, I think they should be a Daria sequel of a high school reunion. Yeah. A live action would be fucking great, but I'd like to see it animated. It's one of the few things where I'm like, you know what? We should bring that back for just one thing. 
Yeah. And just mm. have it. Cause I don't want to see another fucking 30 rock. I don't want to see parks and rec want to come back. Cause there's nothing new those sh- shows can say no. the way the world is right now. I want to see Daria, Daria. one episode on. of Daria. Yeah. 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 Well, that's a really great Beautiful. place to end it. Thank you all for listening. If you have some interesting pics or some weird, obscure animated movies that we yeah. haven't heard of, send it through. We're on uh, if Facebook. You, if you have seen Ralph Bakshi's Coonskin. <laughs> Wait, is it Mr. Coonskin? Wait, I let me just, just. I think it's just Coonskin. Just Coonskin. <laughs> if you've seen that, email us in. Let us know. Oh. Why would you watch that? Or maybe not. They might be in the alt-right section of our <laughs> oh, fan no. base. Uh, but uh, you can find us on Facebook at the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. Email us if you have cool something to email us at motionpicturerangers at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Picture Rangers. You can find me on Twitter at Shane M underscore Anderson. And I'm on Letterboxd at uh, it's 24 frames, but the T is a digit two and four <laughs> is just a digit. So it's 24 frames. That's how I always awesome. explain it. You can find me on Twitter. That's sentence Katie or caps and on letterbox at Joshua Grigg. You can find me on Instagram because Twitter sucks at the chance You can also find a great animated <laughs> fi- film. I have an animated performance. I don't know. Fucking red curtain hell on Vimeo on demand. That's Vimeo.com slash on demand slash red curtain hell. Did I do it right that time? Yes, you did. Yeah. Use yeah. the code pitch range to get 20% off your purchase or rental. There you go. Uh, that was a weird segue. <laughs> has any of them? Be- there has been one good segue. Yes. There was, well, oh, there no was one and a half. One and a half. I'll give you a half point. <laughs> What's the red one? curtain hell episode? A good the segue? one in the yes. omen was all right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Uh, We have been the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers, and we'll see you again next week. Bye. Bye. Isn't it curious that every member of your family has a different voice? that a baby can recognize their mother's voice from inside the womb, that identical twins have the exact same vocal cords but usually don't sound similar, and teenagers can sense the tone of their dad's voice when he says, I'll think about it. Even over WhatsApp. I'll think about it. Let your family follow their curiosity with unlimited data when you bring everyone's plans together on Vodafone's multi-mobile red family plan. Get a third plan for only €15 per month. 12-month contract, €15 per month. Max speed, 10 megabits per second. Applies when you add red unlimited SIM only as a third plan with red family. See Vodafone.ie for full terms. For many businesses across Ireland, it's still not business as usual. OnPost Commerce is here to help you get through. Our Advantage card saves you money when you purchase stamps and parcel label packs for your business. So you can grow your orders and keep your costs down too. Get your Advantage card today at your local post office or at onpost.com forward slash commerce. OnPost Commerce. For your world. Terms and conditions apply.